For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. So, Andre, this is like one of our last stops on the Pittsburgh Tech Vibe Radio neighborhood tour. It's like a crazy summer. We've been to some great places this summer. We've been to Mill 19. We're at the Xfinity store. We were at Huntington Bank in Squirrel Hill. And now we're back in Huntington Bank in Wexford. I know. We're, we're like nomads. We're like <laughs> Exactly. We're <I've> nomads. Been, <laughs> next year we need to get like a van, right? And pull uh, our stuff uh, in there. We'll uh, just drive it from destination to destination. Uh, that's so funny. Huntington, I'm not a van girl. Huntington Bank tells us to be there. We'll be there. I'll drive the van at least. Can I get the van for myself? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I would go like to it. have my own van and put all of our equipment in it, and we can go tell great stories in different locales around Pittsburgh. And uh, being in Wexford is really cool. You know, Wexford is the home, or was the home. I don't think she lives there anymore. Christina Aguilera. I know. There's probably a lot more famous people up there, but we're thankful. There for are. Christina. I was doing my research, and there's like Olympic uh, medalists. Someone from rowing, yeah, you name it. I'm telling you, Wexford's Wexford's pretty special as far as that goes, and it's growing like crazy out here. Well, we, North Allegheny has like an amazing school. Yeah, system. there's a lot going on. So I know on lots here. of people like to live up there, and then you know, there's all these little um, mall areas that have like a little cool stuff in them, right? We saw like a juice bar. We did. We saw hey, you stopped at Hello Bistro place. and got some lunch we before saw, coming on air. right? Yeah, I mean, so they're trying to. Make it so that you can live in these, you know, massive kind of developments and have a little bit. And be close by to stuff yeah. that you want to do, mm-hmm. which I think is super cool. And did you know that Wexford is named after County Wexford in Ireland? A county? Yes, in Ireland. Or a human? No, and it's named for a county, named for the County Wexford huh. in Ireland. Oh, the things that you can learn on Wikipedia. Thank you, Dr. I'm assuming Seuss. it's true, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's kind of fun being out there because we love being able to tell stories and, and talk to people that are kind of in the region about what they're doing. And we've never been this far north before. Here's something because, yeah. you know, I'm sort of like kooky about population right. okay. and kooky about whether yes. we're growing or not. You've been, you've been on, a, on a special rant, like, rant for a, for a while. Time. But it's important because this is really what's life and death so for the region. So if you go to some of these areas like yeah. Wexford, you would say, oh, my gosh, this place is booming, right? right. People are moving. Moving in, and that is absolutely true. I mean, Definitely. that is really happening. Well, in there, if you look at all the Butler's. restaurants and stuff that are out here, I mean, obviously because there's people going there, right? Eat, so, right, right, and and the schools are packed, and you mm-hmm. know, there's lots of things going on. Right. The did you know that the city of Pittsburgh has never expanded its its surrounding areas no. since 1907? It's been that. Yeah, was that like after it acquired the city of Allegheny? Yeah. That's the last time. So, like, if you look at, like, Houston and right, they Austin. Keep, they keep expanding. They keep expanding by geography. And we do not. So we so. do not. So actually, if you look at the data, we're essentially okay. flatlined if you include Allegheny County. Okay. We've dropped by, like, maybe 0.1. And so many people still – and. and consider in many ways Allegheny County as being Pittsburgh, even though it's right, not. But right. But when you compare us on all these lists, yeah. we're a drastically shrinking city. Because of it just being 
because we continue to look at the city of Pittsburgh whereas these other cities. And I think that if we included Allegheny County, we would be the sixth largest city. Really? Yeah. See, that's why so, I know, yeah, it, so I know it'll never just, happen, but Allegheny but County just why won't it happen? Why won't it happen? Because there's like 140-plus municipalities that all have their own different departments. But if we and, slowly had a plan to, kind of, to nibble them up. No, nibble them up. <laughs> and it wouldn't hurt the schools in North Allegheny. It wouldn't hurt the schools in, in um, Mount Lebanon. I, I would agree. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just adding more resources at that point. Right, and, and you're you're eradicating things that are duplicative. Well, that's the biggest thing. I mean, the cost of things starts and going down at that point, Some right? people say to me, Audrey, that's just – you're just pretending like Pittsburgh is bigger. I said, no, the other cities are doing the same thing. If you go back to Houston yeah. and you just take little downtown Houston and look at the changes, it would be straight. Yeah. Well, I mean, many years ago, there was some really hot debate about I remember the Pittsburgh that. and Allegheny County becoming the same but thing. But it is something yeah. that we really need to tell a better story. Some people say to me, oh, that's just optics. I go, listen, if you get ranked on lists according to what size city you are right. and consideration thereof, I would like to have a little bit more even playing field. Exactly. Now, I realize the politics of that because you know we have so many complexities in our system. But why not make that? A vision. I, I've always been 100% behind this just from the standpoint of efficiencies and bringing costs down and simplifying. But I think with Pittsburgh going back as far as it does, the region going back as far as it does, and these single municipalities that stand up. When I was a news reporter back in the day, I would cover different municipalities like through the East End and so forth. And each, each one of these communities are very proud and they have their way of doing business. And getting them to get rid of that I think would be very difficult People want to be the But the world chief is changing fast. It is. But these, a lot of these places don't want to change with it, unfortunately. And that can be to our, our detriment, that I think, is if to we're our not detriment. careful. So, that is to our detriment. Yeah. I mean, I, that's why – We don't why need that many mayors. We don't. Exactly. And, and that many different types of commissioners and council people right. based on whatever form of government you have. But I think that's why it's important for you to be talking about these things, to bring yeah. it forward to people's attention that in some lights it looks like we're doing very well, but in other light it's actually we're not. We're actually lagging or going right. flat, and that's not what we need. And people say, oh, you're landlocked. The, the point is is that we're in a world where people take bite-sized information. Right. And it, we can't explain, but that doesn't include Allegheny County, and that doesn't include the CSA, and yeah, that you, doesn't include the MSA. Whoa, you can't whoa, put all whoa. These, can't put all these you can't things, put those right? attributes in there <laughs> right. when people are taking pictures. Of and snapshots of and benchmarking of. Exactly. You can't. Mm-hmm. So while we're flat in our population, there are pockets where people want to live and they gravitate towards a Wexford, right? Exactly. They gravitate towards an East Liberty. They gravitate towards a Lawrenceville. They gravitate towards Butler County. There are pockets of density. People want to have a sense of neighborhood. But why not capture that? In terms of the larger central region, that's going to be a generational problem to Is solve, it? too. I think so. Oh my goodness! Honestly, I can't imagine that ever happening. But I'm right. Right. There with so you. we're still going to get reported that exactly. the city of Pittsburgh has now dropped again. Exactly. And in many ways, that's an unfair conversation. Exactly, because in other areas like Wexford, it's it's popping up. So right, even though all of Allegheny County, that, right? even though all of Allegheny County is still flat. At least we can look at comparable and do some benchmarking in other places exactly. so that we understand what's impacting ourselves. Important stuff. And talent matters. Listen, Absolutely. talent matters. 
So if people think that the city is shrinking, what is the impetus for people to think that they're going to move here? Exactly. Oh, no. but we didn't tell you the whole story. <laughs> exactly. Well, if you didn't read those two if other analysis, really on there. <laughs> those other analysis, those analysis are really wrong. They're really not quite no, right. we're in a bite-sized but world. But welcome to Pittsburgh. It's we're great. in a bite-sized world. <laughs> exactly. No, it's 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 so true. And uh, I think it, it's amazing how you come out here to Wexford and you start to think about it differently because we're actually seeing some of these things in action, right? Where we're seeing how the population there's there's bubbles here and there and where things are kind of growing but other places it's not. And so at the end we're kind of still flat and it's hard to tell a story about a big area when you're using smaller data sets. Right, but if you (laughs) use the right data set of Allegheny County, Mm, then collectively we have a different conversation. Great stuff. That's why I keep talking about it, Audrey. Yeah. Got to keep talking about it. I just got to thank Huntington Bank for having us out here to do the show. Go to Huntington.com and check them out. It's always the best. They always have like a big tray of brownies for me. If I see <laughs> any more of those homemade potato chips, oh, I, they're the best. <laughs> That's why we love putting on a few pounds while we do the Tech Five Neighborhood Tour. And Audrey, on today's show, we got some great guests. We have Chris Martin from Atlas Marketing. He's driving up from Sue Weekly to talk about all types of things when it comes to uh, storytelling and PR for the technology world. And we have Paul Vorbach from HV3D, no stranger to the show. This guy digitally prints car parts, for lack of a better term. You have, a, you have a classic car and you can't find the right part for it or want to customize a part, these guys can do it for you. And, of course, we also have Don DeRay from Consensus Technologies. Great, great guy. He's also a Tech 50 finalist this year, and Consensus is just growing by leaps and bounds. He's going to talk about what's driving that growth. So keep your dial tuned right here for more of the Tech Vibe Radio Neighborhood Tour in Wexford with Huntington Bank. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. And learn more about the Tech Council by going to pghtech.org. Welcome back, everybody. You are tuned in to Tech Vibe Radio, and it is summer at its finest here in Pittsburgh, which means one thing. We're on location at Huntington Bank, our sponsor of the Tech Vibe Neighborhood Tour here in Wexford, Audrey. I drove all the way up 19. We did. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, took a little twist and turn here and there. We did. We got but a we lost. made it. We made it through the... But through we the, made it. Through, through Google Maps, we I made know. it here. The urbanites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's so Like, no, make a left. We like left? Left. Okay. We made a right. But I feel like I should be going right right now. Mm-hmm. No, it's all good. We're so glad to be here. Go to Huntington.com and check them out because really they're a community bank. They're everywhere. Like I said, we've always been in the East End. We've been, we've been everywhere. Hill, East Liberty. This is our first time when are we going coming to north. Well, you should ask. This you should ask. Another 80 miles up the road, right? I'm just thinking. Maybe we could just <laughs> dip our toes in the water. Exactly, exactly. we got our first guest for our show tonight. Really excited to have him. Longtime friend mm-hmm. of the PTC and Tech Live Radio, regular TEQ Magazine contributor, Chris Martin from Atlas Marketing. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. Thanks for having me. And thanks for Huntington for uh, having this uh, great location. It's fantastic. Isn't that fun? And they cater. Isn't that fun? It's, I was blown away when <laughs> yeah. I walked in. It's the only nice. problem is I cannot eat chips while I interview people. It's just crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. It's a hazard of the job, <laughs> It's right? a hazard of the job. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, just quickly, tell us about Atlas Marketing, what you guys are up to these days. Well, we are, uh, we're, a, we're a company that's been around for 11 years, and we tell stories for people that build things. Yeah. And what that means is... We focus on manufacturing, construction, uh, industrial. Uh, we the fun about, stuff. The fun stuff, yeah. yeah. The stuff that, you know, the manly things. <laughs> um, and uh, aerospace, automotive. We were talking a little bit before we started uh, on our, our uh, aerospace client. So we're, we're busy. 
and it's fun. I see that. So it's good. And you're based out of Swickley. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the little the little village of Swickley. I remember a couple times visiting you guys out there. I get my memories of working at the Swickley Herald almost yes. 25 years ago, which is kind of freaking me out. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's kind of like, wow, man. The gray hairs are showing in. I'm They're sorry. all over the place, sorry man. to call you out on that. It's all but, good. It's all good. So people, you know, launch the products every day. And obviously some, you know, get to market and some don't. What are some of the common things that you see in terms of problems when people are trying to do this? But, oh, it's easy to launch a product, right? Yeah, so the biggest thing that, that we find a lot of the times is people are only focused on the product and they're not focused on the business. Hmm. So, for example, I'll I, I give you an example. The aspect of really you know, marketing and sales or you know, product development are really pushing to get the product out for obvious reasons income, rep- uh, uh, reputation, and all those other things. But a lot of the times, companies can't really fulfill the promise of delivery. And that's one of the things that a lot of companies the really fall part. down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what we're trying to get so out So you mean there. we can order the product, but we can't deliver it through the pipeline. Correct. And a lot of that has to do with the manufacturing process. They don't take into consideration their, their operations or the supply chain that's going to get product to the manufacturing facility. So a lot of the times what we end up doing is, is we sit down, that's, our, that's the very first question. You know, are you capable of delivering what you're saying you're going to do? Right. And, and a lot of the times people are kind of step back and go, well, wait a second. We, we, we need to really look at this a little bit more. Um, so that's where we kind of come in and ask a little, ask the hard questions. Is there like a special couch people sit on to uh, answer these questions? Yeah, oh, yes. It's like therapy yeah. at this point. Is what say, <laughs> yeah, right? they're inverted. Yes, <laughs> inverted and uh, mm-hmm. nice pillows and uh, soothing music, all those fun things. And all uh, the truth comes uh, out. Exactly, right? yes. Uh, that's part of the, the, the magic, if you will. Um, but, but getting to that point is, 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 can be sometimes of a challenge because uh, you know, sales doesn't want to hear it. Uh, the operations folks don't want to admit it. Um, and the supply chain just is chomping at the bit because they want to get those products there. So that's kind of where we, uh, we come in and, and kind of give that little step back in a reality check. And then what about storytelling? Well, storytelling comes into that as a, a, an element of making people understand, or not making them, but helping them, I should say. I'm going to make you buy this. <laughs> you will buy this product. You know, the little jerky boys, you'll yeah. come in and do it. Um, but the, uh, the aspect of really being able to understand what the customer wants and not so much what the company wants, you know, the manufacturer. Um, and that's, again, that's where we help a lot of, yeah. a lot of our clients. So as, as, and I know a lot of people think, oh, it's just writing. It's just doing, I can do this. But I think people don't realize there's a science and an art behind storytelling. And, and a lot it's of it, not a press release. It, it's not necessarily a press release at the end of the day. Like, you're not talking it's about just features. You know, you're talking about, like, how it's going to help someone's life. But remember, life. in our lifetime, it's been press releases. It, it, many eons. It was, this press release will go out and yeah. hit the wire, and then people will be buying well, our product. we used to use, what did we used to use? PR, PR Newswire. News Newswire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's still yeah. out there, and it's evolved very much to keep up with yes. the times, but in some ways, it's still kind of a relic of the, the past. Right, of the traditional kind of world. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, and it's funny because... A lot of the times, that's what people expect from just a product launch. Oh, let's just put a put a news release out there, or a, you know, mm-hmm. make a video news release, or something like yeah. that, just to showcase what it is. And and I think uh, you know everybody refers to um, Steve Jobs in terms of the storytelling and really bringing out the. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that, that's a good way because he's kind of one of those that really brought that storytelling, bringing right. that, that compelling you know issue up. 
to right. get people excited about right. the product. And really, really focused on the value of what the product is, you know, coming right. from, you know, a thousand songs in your pocket to the computing power. It's funny because if, if I could be wrong on my dates, but the 50th anniversary of the landing on the moon oh, yeah. is today. And the fact that in our phones we have more computing power today than we did oh, yeah. of the computer that got people onto the, onto onto the moon, the, onto Apollo the moon. 11. Yeah, exactly. Um, but to get back to the story side of that, you know, being able to tell people what is really the value of a product is also, like you said, is, is an art and a science. And so you're talking to you know, potential customers, current customers, really getting it from them as opposed to the company saying it's fantastic. Correct. But it's the people at the, at the end of the day that are actually investing in it as right. talking about why it has made their right. lives better. Right, and, and a lot of the times that's where we, we, we admittedly run, run into a little bit of a, a pushback from our clients and saying, you know, we know what you say. Our engineers gave you all the specs. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, that's great. I want to talk to a customer. I want to talk to somebody that's using it already. And more importantly, I want to talk to the people that are going to buy your product or, or your service or whatever it is because those are the people that you really need to target rather than the engineers and the people that have been living with whatever the product is for you know the last six months or 30 years whatever it is definitely um, but uh, so that's that's kind of where we really live in terms of playing that aspect of developing a story but really looking at it from a standpoint of how are we going to get the story to market to help exactly sell. cool we've got a couple minutes left one Go. of the very unique things about atlas is you have a story send Yes. function, which is something that's really great, even for like startup companies, where yeah. you can really streamline and really amplify messages. Correct. Tell us about that. Correct. And I love, I love your tie-in, Audrey. That was fantastic earlier on the PR Newswire. <laughs> you were trying. Um, the, so StorySend is a news release distribution system that is focused solely on targeted media. So instead of sending out waste to, you mentioned PR Newswire, where you can send it out to every reporter in the country. And no one, right? It's called the carpet bomb. It becomes everyone and no one. Exactly, everyone and no one. Um, So what we developed was a system that is very, very targeted. And the way that we structured it is there's three tiers. Um, A client can write the release and send it to us, and we'll review it and send mm-hmm. it out for them. We can write, this, write the release and send it out to the, for them as well. And then we also have a package component. Um, but what really, really emphasizes the value in, in the service is, is that targeted approach. So we go through our media lists and we look at, you know, does it make sense to send it to Jonathan Kirsting at Tech, tech, uh, uh, TEQ. Sorry, I'm on Tech Vibe, TEQ, all these tech. Lots, lots of media products. Lots of media products, yes. But does the product make sense to go to, to you, or does it make sense to go to the Post-Gazette or the New York Times? Because this day and age, is all about targeted. Exactly. Back in the day, it was just get it out there yep. and someone will pick yep. it up, but now yep. everyone's got very specific beats. Right. And that used to be bingo. the model. Right. Yep. The elephant gun approach is long gone, right. and it's extremely hyper-focused. And that's why we have Story Send. We've seen some solid results with it. You guys are snipers out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Snipers. And uh, snipers who tell stories. So that's that's. Really I might have given you a new I think you did. Now I'm thinking the, the whole campaign it writes itself. That it's one's amazing. that one's free. <laughs> Thank the you very much. going to cost you at least five bucks. I appreciate it. So right. people want to know more about yeah. you. Where can they go? They can go to atlasstories.com, and uh, on there is a section that is story send is in there, or as well as there's product launch information, PR, marketing, strategy, all the fun things that we do, and uh, you can also chat up our little uh, chat bot.
our AI-based Atlas bot. Yin's got a chat bot on it, there. It is so. It is. It really has changed the way really? that we do work. Yeah, it Love is. It. I, at first, I have to admit, I was a little bit skeptical. Okay. Um, but now it has really. I mean, it allows us to really engage. Change your life. Um, but more importantly, it allows us to respond right away, and awesome. that is fantastic. Yeah, we really great. like it. Great stuff. So. Well, good. Great Hats stuff. off to you. Thank you. Thank it's good you to so see you guys too. Thank yeah, you for having thank us. Thank you so Very much good. for appreciate joining us. Yes. You meet the best people at Huntington Bank. Simple as that. Go to Huntington.com. So glad they're sponsoring our Tech Vibe Neighborhood Tour here in Wexford. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. We'll be right back after this quick break. So glad to have you tuned in to Tech Vibe tonight here on KDKA. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Audrey, we are here at Huntington Bank in Wexford, our first time up to Wexford. Mm-hmm. Took the long drive. I've been up here before. I know. Mm-hmm. I've been here, too. But I've never been to the bank here before. I have not. And it's fun. You know, all of our guests today are getting umbrellas. Are they? Yeah. Because it never rains in Pittsburgh. It never rains in Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay. I saw some scary report that it's it's something like almost 70% of our days are now, or of the years, like, in rain now in Pittsburgh. Like, if you count the number of days and number of... of but not all day. Rain, but, not a, but having precipitation of some kind. Hmm. So it's like, I think we might be outpacing... Uh, other parts of the world really? when it comes to rainfall these days. But but it's always sunny when we're hanging out here, especially when we have long-time guests hanging out with us. When we went up north, I said, there's one person who has to stop by the show, and it's Paul Borbach from HV3D. So, Paul, thanks for coming back. Well, thanks for having me. I yeah. appreciate the uh, opportunity. Great to see you guys. I think you're working on some of the cool stuff out there. I really we, do. I've, got some, I've had some interesting projects uh, recently, and, yeah, it's been, it's been cool. Some... Uh, some really neat little things that just have come across our way. And it uh, keeps evolving. What can you talk too. about? I yeah. can talk about almost all of them, pretty much. Cool. I have, uh, uh, right now in the works, being printed as we speak, uh, out at our friends at X1, yes. Nerwin. It's a uh, fuel pump for an Alfa Romeo uh, 6C. Yeah. Oh. And, um, oh. it, and the, the other cool part of the project is it's for an outfit out of Australia. What? So they shipped me their broken fuel pump. What year is this? Uh, I believe it's the early 50s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot of details on the car itself, but they contacted me and said, hey, can you think you can do this? And, you know, they sent me pictures. I said, I think we can give it a go. And uh, You didn't just put, like, a Ford fuel pump in there and just call it a <laughs> Yeah, no. They, they, well, you know, what we did do was uh, uh, create a plastic prototype first. And that, that was a wise move. On some of these right. more interesting pieces like this, you know, where you don't have quite as much leeway, yep. I like to do the plastic prototype just to, that I can eyeball it up mm-hmm. and myself and exactly. say, oh, you know what, this needs to be a little little tweaked. But overall, I was very pleased with the design, and, and then I went ahead and sent it out. I've sent the plastic piece off to them so that they can look it over themselves, but... We're going full bore on the metal. So this is what's so, this cool. is why, in case our listeners didn't know, you 3D print car parts that just don't exist. <laughs> we, we, yeah, it seems that way. That's that's the, the beauty of it, and it's it's continuing to evolve as a business. It's still slow to get off the ground. I must say, Definitely. I was hoping I'd be a little further okay. along by now. But gotcha. um, you know, part of that is because, like you said, a lot of the parts are kind of one-off stuff. And so it's not like somebody sends me one and I do one and then I have like 20 more that are needed. Right. So, you know, you have to sort of continue to, to create the, the market. And well, how did word get out about you? 
Um, well, a little bit of advertising, some little options like this. I've, uh, we had the fortune of being on, on the television a couple of times with it because it's a unique thing. But how about I, being in the New York Times New York Times recently? In, I wanted to in talk May. about that. Yeah. Absolutely, in May. And that was an interesting piece, and I'm sure that some of the listeners that are car people will be wanting to weigh in on it because um, you know the premise of the guy's uh, article, you know, he contacted me almost a year ago to talk about this, and I had almost forgotten all about it. But he wanted to know what what 3D printed parts might do to the values of a collector car. Like, would it, would it diminish, diminish it? it? Yeah. And it was sort of his slant that, it oh, it might, it might. And, you know, I would take exception to that. I, I don't believe that it does Doesn't any it more really so. Doesn't it really depend upon the part? It depends upon the part. It depends upon the car. It depends upon so many things that I think uh, I have had 3D printed parts, parts that we did on uh, Pebble Beach show winning cars. Okay. So So I'm thinking it doesn't hurt to say if it's a show winning Pebble Beach car, which is the absolute penultimate of what you can do. What's the criticism? Is that a small thing? The, I think part of the criticism is, you know, maybe it wasn't the technology of the day, or the material mm. might be a little different, or or something like that. Well, let's take your your Alfa Romeo as an example for a right. fuel pump, and this is a very expensive car. I'm assuming this is probably three four hundred thousand dollar car. I yeah, I would think that probably are, you know, especially the, if you're getting it restored. Alphas, yeah, you know, anything that you're restoring is going it's to be, be expensive. Exactly. For, and, so and the never. idea that when this car is done and they say, well, it has a fuel pump in it, that was just like the original, but it was 3D printed, someone would be like, ugh. They'll never know. know. That's the beauty. You know, I I can tell you. you Does that need um, to be disclosed when people buy these types of cars? I I don't know. I mean, mean, that's something that's beyond my my, uh, purview, if you will. I mean... Um, I just think about. I think in some like, cases people were yeah. proud of the fact that look, oh, and I got this cool part. I would say, so. you know, and in other cases they may not want to say, and that's so. That's why I have. But the really alternative is it. that fuel pump may not exist, so you don't have a car that could even run because they're. Or you're be running. The, or you're the running the wrong out, one. Or you're running the wrong one, which is even worse. So right. I, I'm one of those. So where there I just, is probably some elitism that occurs. Oh, in, in car in car collecting. Oh, oh no, no, never happens at all. But in parts, it's even in parts. Oh, sure. Sure, because not only that, but you know, they. If you happen to find the the diamond somewhere out there, you know, you've uncovered some original thing, mm-hmm. and and it's it's all original. Yeah, yeah, you know, you've got the the primo part, and certainly a an original part produced in that time. Technically or theoretically, would be more valuable. But especially if it came in, especially if it came in the box. If it came in the box, and we've, <laughs> I've seen that sort of thing before, so I've witnessed it firsthand, and it is cool. I know in the Volkswagen world, that's a big deal. Well, but the other side of it is, is keeping in mind that those are in fact 60, 70, 80 year old parts, right. and I will tell you, they do wear just sitting just on the sitting shelf. Around. Do they? Absolutely. They, oh, they absolutely. Disintegrate. They 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 they, they, they do. They yeah, do. If there was a rubber gasket mm-hmm. inside of it, it's going to be shot. It's shot. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, uh, Even just brittle. They just get brittle with time, uh, metal and, and things like that, and depending on how they were made and what they were made of. And uh, and so, you know, that's been an interesting adventure. The other piece that's yeah. kind of interesting is around the the uh, the parts I started doing more on the custom side. Okay. Some custom yeah, I was going to ask you about that because cause people so come like to you what, and they want to they specialize stuff. Oh, yeah. Tell us yeah. about that. Yeah. That, that's been cool. A gentleman... Um, had came to me and he has a 57 Pontiac mm. and he has the car had fender ornaments which are 
oh, about 16 inches long and a couple of inches wide, a couple of inches tall. And he wanted to do something really special. And he also had a 19, you know, he had the 57 Fender ornaments, but he also had a 1940 Pontiac hood ornament insert. It's a plastic insert that's okay. maybe about 10 inches long and maybe a few inches high. And it's a hood ornament on the nose of the car? It's a, that's on the nose of the car. And what we did was we, I modified, you know, in the computer, the, the 57 Fender ornaments. I made them a two-piece piece, mm-hmm. split them in half, created a slot in them, shrunk them down a little bit. <laughs> then I shrunk so cool. down the, the 40 uh, uh, insert, the plastic insert, had it print 3D printed in a clean, clear plastic. Um, the the uh, ornaments themselves were printed in metal. And uh, put this all together, and we put LED lights underneath it so that it will light up after he and gets. No one has anything like and that. Nobody has anything. We chrome plated it, and it it looks terrific. Okay, and if that's this wasn't crazy. if this wasn't radio, yeah. I'd show you a picture because I do have the pictures, and they are they that's turned awesome. out so cool. And he is so thrilled. How much uh, fun is that for you to be able to create something like that? Make someone like completely ecstatic about their car. Exactly. I mean, you get that the win-win-win going on. It is there. kind of a, a rush exactly. because it, you know, he was one of the people that got the the potential that understood. You know what? We don't have to stick with just what we what's sitting here. What can we do with this? How can we make this? And in the fact is, we didn't have to print molds. I can make. If he wanted two more made, no problem. It's already designed. You know, there's no matter of going out and machining parts or anything. Right. I just go out and hit the button, print me some more. Um, if he wants his initials in them, I can put those. You can go back in, put his I initials. I go back yeah. in, put his initials in, and it's not a big deal. No, so that's so great. So, you know, so basically, you have all the files from everything you've ever produced. You can always go back to I something go back. And, and modify from that. Absolutely. And maybe tell us a little bit about your partnership with places like X1, where you actually design the stuff, but then you take it there. To well, that's, have stuff that's the key, I think, to, to me being able to actually survive. If I had to buy all the 3D printers that I would need to do the oh, parts that fortune, I need to right? do, yeah. you know, I would need, first of all, I would need, you know, a lot more money, lots of money, you know, so I'd have to go out. And, I, you know, I, I, I am going to be looking for, for capital, but uh, not there quite there yet. But I would need to have had that before I could get off the ground. Right. Then I would need training and, 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 you know, a physical footprint much bigger to put house these machines and all of the stuff. Plus, in a lot of cases, just like with a lot of technology, no doubt, as soon as I got one, it would be obsolete, uh, you know, until right. uh, next year come along something right. much more fantastic. So it's better to have a partner with like X1. I partner yeah. up with these people, and they work, they're very, like X1, for example, is a great place to work with because they have taken an interest. They they are using some of my parts in their advertising, which very is terrific. Very cool. Love it. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it, you know they, they like the parts because people can relate to cars. You know, they can't always relate to some of the... And some internal piece stuff. in a yeah, yeah, some exactly. air, air, air Force fighter, but they can see a car part and they can go, I identify with that. So that's kind of cool. And they've just been very willing to, you know, work with me, you know, because I'm not, I'm not bringing them gazillions of dollars of work, but they treat me like I do. It's great to hear, you know, and I and I I'm very grateful to them and and some other partners around the around the globe, really. Fantastic! Um, How cool to, using X One right in our backyard here. I think it's wonderful it's because store. we've been able to leverage that, great. you know, and 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 form that relationship. And really, this region is so 
poised. You know, GE has their big 3D printing, you know, uh, hub here. Right. They're just all, you know, right up the road in Youngstown, of course, you've got the, the whole uh, America Makes and all yep. of that. Plus, all of the places around here that produce the powders and the materials and the you know, CMUs down the road, and they've got you know um, uh, material specialists and things like so that's that. That's great. So, people learn more about HV3D. Where can they go and check you guys out? They can check us out on the web, of course, at hv3dworks.com. Okay. Um, you know, face. We got a Facebook page. Um, and I'm around at various car shows and things like that, and I'm w- more than willing to talk to people uh, about what can be done. And you know, I won't ever, I won't stand here or sit here and say that the, it's always the cheapest thing. Sometimes it is. Sometimes but I think, it's I think ris- ridiculously cheap. Other times it's not, but it's definitely worth it. At the end of the day, if you're printing things like fuel pumps for an Alfa Romeo, you're pulling people's bacon out of the fire. You that's are. That's all I can say. <laughs> and that's worth a lot. It's it's so great. glad you got to hang yeah, out and talk you. with us. Thank you, guys. And, uh, you know, hey, let's just keep the cars coming. Absolutely, man. <laughs> great stuff. Uh, we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio from Huntington Bank here in Wexford. Having way too much fun. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Rousseau. It's absolutely true. It is Tech Vibe Radio here at Huntington Bank in Wexford. Audrey, I love coming out here and having hanging out, eating brownies, it eating is. chips. We made a nice trek, yeah. and it's a beautiful branch. It is. It's Happy cool. to be here. Dig Happy it. to listen to our next guest who joined I know. us. I know. He yeah. will no doubt leave with some brownies. He will. There's a two brownie minimum before you leave here, Don. I'm ready. Just saying, good. <laughs> because they're really tasty. And they got powdered sugar on them. As you can witness, it's all over our table right now. <laughs> But Don, thanks for stopping back on the show. It was, I guess, about a year ago or so. Yeah, I think it's my we, pleasure. We talked mm-hmm. with you. And you're moving and shaking because you're a Tech 50 finalist this year, which we're yeah, pretty, how about pretty that? excited Yeah, thank about. you. I just found out about that about two weeks ago. Yeah. So, so it's a big, it's, it's, in case our listeners don't know, it's the biggest event that the PTC puts on every year. We get about 700 people showing up. And we've been doing this for, this will be our 23rd year we have done this. And you would think after, like, Five years, it gets boring. Ten years, you're like, why are we doing this? Fifteen, no, every year, bigger and better, because there's companies like yours popping up. We want to honor them and show the great work that you're doing. So congratulations. Well, thank you. I can look forward you'll, to it. You'll find out on September 25th. Okay. I can't wait. As far as that goes. <laughs> what is Consensus Technologies? What are they up to? Well, Consensus Technology this summer has been a really busy summer for us. Um, one of the first things we did to kick off the summer was we uh, built out our new data center uh, in Nova Place. So we are. I, thought I saw you snooping around there. <laughs> <laughs> that was us in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, moved our servers at eleven o'clock at night and le- left uh, Nova Place about four a.m. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. At four a.m. Yeah, it's called the midnight switch, right? That's the midnight switch. <laughs> yes. So, what does that mean for for, uh, for 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 Consensus and your your clients and all that kind well, of? Well, about stuff. a year and a half ago, we actually started doing uh, managed hosted services for our customers yeah. and also doing backups, off-site backups and disaster recovery and business continuity for our customers. And we were doing that up here in our office in Cranberry. Well, we kind of outgrew that space actually pretty quickly. I love hearing that when people say, oh, I do the outgrew your space. <laughs> That's, That's a good so sign. outgrew the right. space yes. decided to move in closer. Right. Yes, we actually moved in closer. There's a lot of good. Uh, TerraSwitch is the uh, customer that, or the data center that we actually chose. We did a little review of, our, of all the data centers in the area, and we ended up going with TerraSwitch. And they, they're the first tenant in the new uh, build on the new floor in Nova Place. So we, are, we moved all of our equipment down there. And we now we now have more capacity than we ever had, especially when it comes to communications. We uh, we've started doing hosted uh, VoIP 
systems for customers. Gotcha. We've got the backups going. We've got uh, some people doing some single sign-on stuff there. And now we just kind of have unlimited capacity uh, and available to he us. Smiled in the data when center. you said oh, that, yes. too. <laughs> uh, this year, we're up 140% on our, our managed hosted services. Wow. And uh, we'll probably be 200% of where we were last year. That's wow. exciting. That's very exciting. Very exciting. Wow, a lot of growth. How do you manage that? I mean, that's a, that's a lot of... A lot of new accounts that you're bringing. Hire somebody. Hire somebody. What do you offer around cybersecurity? Well, a lot of things that we do in cybersecurity. One of the things that we do, and I talked about it the last time we got together, was our identity and access management. That's kind of how the company started. Yeah, that was always that was like your, your bread and your butter was around yes. that. Yeah. Right. So you know that's all. That's one of the tenets of cybersecurity. So that was a natural fit for us to do that. Um, we're actually working on a program right now with our new marketing team, uh, talking about about twelve points that we're going to be using for cybersecurity and how we can protect any size business. You know, one of the great things that I get to do is I get to talk to a small, medium-sized customer on one phone call, and the next phone com- call, I'm actually talking to an enterprise customer. Wow. So, so we're able to take that. variety. Yeah. yeah, oh, it's a wonderful variety. I have a really good time. What are some of the trends? What are you seeing some trends since you're talking across such a wide customer base? Well, we're seeing multiple layers of security being added into our customer bases. It's not just good enough to have a firewall anymore. No, it hasn't been for a while. Right. So we're seeing uh, people uh, actually doing things to actually help train end users now. Uh, You know, how do they recognize a phishing attack and things like that? I mean, sometimes right now it actually starts with the people. It's not necessarily a system. It's just getting the mindset, right? Right, getting people into a mindset. But, you know, one of the things we have to be very careful of, and uh, that's why I like the identity and access management spin to everything. When we're doing identity and access management, it's about you. It's about the end user. Okay. So we always have to balance our security with ease of use. You know, we'd have to deal with that with teachers and students. That, actually, that's a really good point you bring up because there is that balance there where you've got to make it tough to get in, but you make it too complicated. Then right. people aren't going to access the stuff or they're going to... If it's totally secure, nobody can access it. (laughs) At that point, then it's like, (laughs) it's a great secure system. Nobody can get into it. (laughs) I thought about it that way, but yes, exactly right. But, you know, multi-factor authentication has has been big for about a year and a half now, uh, making sure that people have some kind of token so that they can't just uh, have a password. We're seeing uh, requests now for people who want to eliminate passwords altogether. Really? Uh, Microsoft's been making a big push for that. Yes, eliminate those passwords. So what does that Wait, mean? Wait, what does that mean? Password, then? Yeah, how, well, how you may you have a pin to log in. Uh, Microsoft Hello is one of the new technologies that we're seeing out there. It's tied into Microsoft Azure. If you're using Microsoft Azure, uh, you can actually join your workstation now to the Azure domain, and you're actually allowed to use a pin number to log in. But they'll tie but the that pin in. rotates, right? Yes, the pin can rotate, but you can also do uh, multi-factor authentication on top of that. So you don't necessarily need to have that password in there. So. So that's so interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that was taking That's place. a lot of it diminishes your need for changing passwords well, all I mean, the time. Because passwords have just become, it's like it's like ridiculous anymore. I mean, you need a password manager at this point in order to keep track of everything. Well, for, yeah, it's, <laughs> because, there is, a, there is an app for that. Because the one thing people, of course, but yeah. the one thing people still try to do is like, I'll just make my password the same for everything. I'm like, no. You I know, I never do Things that. like that you no. shouldn't be doing. Yeah, but so. then I never remember it. Exactly. So, But <laughs> yep. the idea of having like a pin... 
so this is the way things are kind of moving. And you're They're trying to trend away from the old password. Right. Uh, the password with when you have, you know, um, the rule of four or three, where you have to have an uppercase, a lowercase, a number, right. an extended character. We're trying to move away from that. You know, I'm, I'm actually coaching people now to not do passwords that are that meet those characteristics. They're really hard to remember. You know, uppercase P at symbol SSWRD. You know, one two three. Those are getting really difficult for people to remember. So what we're actually telling people is, you know, I'd like to do. Uh, passwords for people make them like 12 or 13 characters those are easy to remember uh, if you'd like say candy microphone notebook is your password and maybe put a period or something on the end you make it really long character wise because that makes it harder for a non-human to break but it makes it easy for a human to remember oh that's interesting that's a good tip jonathan kirsting with my social security number, perfect. <laughs> Not hackable at all. Not, Not hackable, hackable. That'd at be all. Great. <laughs> Good I'll advice. use bow tie in my next password for sure. You should. Yeah. <laughs> see, that'd be an easy one to remember. I like that. that that's really cool. So maybe talk a bit more about how you work with uh, schools and, and nonprofits because that was something that really kind of got you guys started and put you into this. This great. Right. Isn't that yeah. how it all started? Yeah. Um, my my former business partner uh, before he retired, he was an academic director of sales at Novell, and he. He had all all the um, accounts east of the Mississippi for education. So uh, when we started up the business, we had we had a nice space to kind of go after and start with. And you know, over the years, I've I've been IT director at two local schools. Uh, We've got customers all across the country in in K twelve and higher ed. Uh, You know, I've done some work for Pitt back in the day. It was a lot of fun doing that Pitt. But you know, over the last few years uh, here, especially as we grew our local managed services business here, uh, one of the natural fits was to start taking a look at some of the nonprofits that are out there. And uh, we recently just signed a, a, a really nice um, a nonprofit downtown uh, called Community Human Services mm. downtown. And uh, they provide housing for people in need and things like that. Okay. So we're, uh, we're actually very excited to be uh, broadening uh, in working with organizations that are you know, bettering the Pittsburgh area. Very cool. So mm-hmm. are you guys like in a hiring mode right now? I'm assuming you've got to be looking for people to help service all these clients you're picking up. During the summertime is obviously our, our, our biggest time where right. we actually bring in interns and things like that. But as I mentioned, the, you know, the hosting services yeah. are in there. Yeah, we'll be hiring some people to, to help us with the hosting services and some of our local, local business needs. We're actually starting to transition the company away, so to speak, from doing projects all the time as our primary means of business. And we're actually providing as a service or a managed service. Right. So as we do that and we move our engineers into those programs, it's real easy for us to see, okay, this person has six or seven customers. They're they're completely booked now. It's time to hire another one. Exactly. So we like to use Westpacs in the fall and the spring uh, for our hiring events uh, get and grab some people from the local colleges. Very cool. So All the way around. Definitely will see us there this year. So obviously in, in Cranberry, then with the, obviously your stuff being housed down in Nova Place at, mm-hmm. at, at TerraSwitch, which is very exciting stuff. Yes. People learn more about Consensus. Where can they go and check you guys out? Well, they've got to go to www.consensus.com. Just as simple and as congratulations to you on being yeah. a finalist for Tech 50. Absolutely. Thank you. That is super exciting. I'll be rooting for you guys. All right. And remind everyone, if you want to learn more about Tech 50, go to pghtech.org. You can actually learn about all the finalists there. Just look for the Tech 50 tab on the site, and you can learn about all the great companies like Consensus that are growing by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Now, it's so great to have you stop out here at Huntington Bank to hang out with us and tell this story about how you're growing here in the North Hills. All right. Great. Thank you very much. Fantastic stuff. Thank Once again, you. I cannot thank Huntington Bank enough for allowing us to hang out at their Wexford branch to make these great interviews happen, Audrey. Too much fun, don't you think? It's great. It's great being out here, and I love the fact that this is actually a growing area. 
growing like crazy. It really it is. Like, I mean, as we're driving up here, you just see the housing that's, that, that's, that's filling up, and you see all the malls and everything. Mm-hmm. And is this and, uh, Allegheny County? I believe. Yes, you're still in Allegheny just, County. Just before you hit Butler, I guess, right before you go to Cranberry, right. where it becomes Butler, Butler County becomes at that point. So that's great. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Super, super cool stuff. Then you have to go to Huntington.com, learn more there. After that, go to pghtech.org, learn all you can over there. A lot of great companies like Consensus. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Lusso. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.